party people, Jeff Stormer here, welcoming you to the Party of One 100th episode, Super Spectacular. That's right, party people, it is our 100th episode, if you can believe that. And to celebrate this momentous occasion, I am joined by friend of the show, author, comic artist, and host of the voice of Free Planet X, Jared Axelrod, as she steps into the GM's chair to run me through a special custom-made Apocalypse World hack starring none other than Up in the Sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's... Superman. I've wanted to play a Superman game on Party of One since we started this show, so this is an absolute dream come true for me, and I want to get to the show as quick as possible. So, that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I'm sitting down once again, Jared Axelrod. Jared, thanks so much for coming back on Party of One. Oh, thanks for inviting me back. I always love to return to podcasts. This is a known fact about me, and yet I so rarely do. Well, you're back now. I so. know. Feels good. Feels like home. So, uh, as we always do at the top of the show, take a moment to talk about all the cool projects you're working on at the moment. Oh, geez. So many. Uh, the main thing is raising a tiny baby. Uh, that has taken up so much of my time, uh, and she is adorable and wonderful, but a bit of a time sink. I won't lie to you. Yeah. That's, that's what I hear. Those, that It's in the dev notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also do a podcast that's currently on hiatus because of the tiny baby uh, called The Voice of Free Planet X, uh, which is a fake interview show done in the style of like uh, This American Life or any other NPR-esque interview shows, but instead of interviewing regular people about how fascinating their ordinary lives are, I interview fictional people, uh, aliens, robots, witches, monsters, superheroes, uh, really a bunch of people. There's, um, we uh, won a Parsec last year, which is exciting. Which is incredible. And got nominated for another one this I year. I just saw that. Congratulations. That's so, yeah, so cool. It's pretty exciting. Um, uh, so we'll see if anything happens to that. As they say, Honor to be nominated. Mm -hmm. And it really is true because um, I've been podcasting for a long, <laughs> long time. Like, I think uh, 12 years this November, I want to say, if not 13. I need to do a check, but more than 10. And uh, back in the day, it was a lot easier to get people's attention and be mm -hmm. like, hey, look at this weird podcast I'm doing. There was one website. Uh, <laughs> if you were on Podcast Pickle, you were great. Um, but now there's so much and there's so many great sci-fi stuff and there's so many great audio drama stuff. So that we made it past the gauntlet and to be nominated for best uh, short form large cast story, of which there are an immense amount of competition of brilliant, brilliant shows is uh, great. It's That's amazing. beyond cool. It's beyond cool. Uh, I also do a webcomic right now with QuirkBooks called Frankenstein's uh, Frankenstein Support Group for Misunderstood Monsters about, uh, it's what it says in the 10, it's uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, Baba Yaga, they all hang out and uh, shoot the shit up for the most part. Uh, and that's uh, been absolutely a blast to very write good. and draw. It's very, very good. 
So we are doing something very cool and very different this week. Um, I reached out to you a few weeks ago yep. with a very simple request because it is our hundredth episode. It is our two-year anniversary. A deceptively episode. simple request. I want to. I want to throw that in. It, it's simple on the surface. It's simple on the surface. It was. It was deceptively simple. It sounded easier. It was easier said than executed. I'm sure. But uh, I told you very simply because it is our hundredth episode. It is our two-year anniversary. I wanted to do something so special. We're playing a Superman game. Yay! Not just we're playing a Superman game. You're playing I am, a Superman game. I am game. playing Superman. You are you are behind the dice this I time. Am, you are you are game mastering for me, so I'm very excited about it. Now I've not listened to all hundred episodes. I'm sorry. Is this the first time you're playing, or has there been other times? There's been a few other occasions. It's certainly a rare occurrence, but um, this is certainly the first time I've played Superman. Wow! And which is a dream come true. Oh. And I'm I'm I could not be more excited. So what are, what what game specifically are we playing this week? Right. So there's a lot of superhero games, and I've played a bunch of them, and there's pluses and minuses to them, but uh, they never really got to what I like about superheroes and Superman in particular. Um, mainly because there's a lot of focus on being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Right? And why not? That's the fun part. But there's... I feel like for a superhero game, you need to have a similar weight on secret identity. Right. Especially for Superman, because that's so much of his his deal. So I kind of took the best things I love about Apocalypse World. I like Apocalypse World a lot. As far as gameplay goes, it's very dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's very quick. Uh, There's a reason there's like a gazillion for... Uh, variations on it, hacks and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, have you played Worldwide Wrestling? Of course I've played Worldwide Wrestling. Of course Wrestling. you have. So good. Nathan Paulette is a genius. Uh, way to take something like Apocalypse World it's, and make it even better. Uh, Worldwide Wrestling, go buy it right now, because it's amazing. It's so good. Um, so I really like that. So I wanted to take that with its very simple um, actions. And, and one thing I like about it is it, the way it's set up, it kind of forces you to play failures. Mm-hmm. In the way a lot of games, um, if you fail, then it's up to the game master to kind of mm-hmm. say how that happens. And Apocalypse World flips that as like, if you fail, you need to describe mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. that happens. And there's also that nice little middle ground where you succeed, but also uh, it takes something. I, I've always liked that. So I'm taking that, but I'm also taking some elements from Fate. Really like fate as all writers do. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is a writer's game. It is. In it's the same my way, favorite for that reason. Yeah, in the same way that Dungeons and Dragons and Its Ilk is very much a mathematician's mm-hmm. game. Yep. Uh, <laughs> social math. Yep. Uh, fate is a very much a writer, and you're writing down phrases and using those and using fate points and things like that. So we kind of mash those together in uh, this game. So you have. Um, here, I'm just going to hand you your character sheet. Excellent. Uh, and I went ahead and made you a full character sheet for Superman, even though we know you're playing Superman. Yes. And part of the reason I did that is one thing I like about the um, Apocalypse World character sheets is they have all the moves you can choose listed, but you don't get to choose all of them. And I feel like this is a very important element in character creation because it makes you think about the choices you're not taking. And that helps define the character. So any of these moves, these superhero moves that you are going to have access to, 
Um, I think you get choose two. Did I say two? Yes, two superhuman moves, one secret identity move. Right. So I any get- of those super moves will give you a very uh, comic accurate mm-hmm. Superman. But they have different things for different values. And then you also have, as you said, your secret identity moves. Mm-hmm. These are uh, special moves that are Clark Kent based yes. and are very important in that way. Now, you tweeted this pic- a picture of this yesterday, mm-hmm. and I do want to note that I have been obsessively reading it, <laughs> zooming in and reading this, so I've got a pretty good idea of what I'm grabbing. Excellent. As far as secret identity moves, I'm thinking I'm going to go with mild-mannered reporter. That's when you have time one. to talk with someone, you can read them more deeply, roll plus sharp, on a, on a, a 10 plus, so you hold some things, and I get to ask them some questions. That feels like a very That's good... That's good. That's good. That, for me, is the essential Clark Kent thing. And as far as my two super moves, um, I think I'm going to get plus one hard, Man of Tomorrow, doing all sorts of exceptional things. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, I really like faster than a speeding bullet. Remind me what that does again. When you act under fire, roll plus hard instead of plus cool. Just doing things, you know, t- t- throwing myself into danger, so right. to speak is the essential Superman. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go with able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, name your escape group and roll plus hard. On a 10 plus, you're gone. On a 7 and 9, you can go or stay, but if you go, it costs you something. There's nothing quite like leaping out of a window <laughs> flying to safety. It's true, it's true. So you'll also notice on your character sheet there two boxes. One says super and the other says hero. Yes. So throughout the game, there are going to be opportunities for in your uh, Clark Kent guys to gain super points and hero points. Okay. Super points are going to allow you to add one to any roll. Okay. Uh, And you can use, if you have like five of them and you roll a three, you can go ahead and add all five. Okay. And do that if you want. Um, hero points are going to be instant successes. All right. Obviously, there are more opportunities for super points than there will be for hero points. And the big difference in that is, um, say, um, you see an old lady who needs help crossing the street. Super point, you help her cross the street. Hero point, you realize that she's about to have a heart attack. Um... And take her to the hospital. So there's that going a little extra mile mm-hmm. um, is what does it. Um, or an even better example. So edit this in as the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clark and Lois are, hang, are hanging out late at the Daily Planet. Uh, Lois said she'd love some Chinese food. A super point. If you go to Chinese food place down the street, a hero point if you go all the way to China. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That is, that's a real Superman. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I've chosen my stats. You've chosen your stats. Uh, I've got plus one cool, plus three hard because I'm the man of tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, minus two hot, plus two sharp, and minus one weird. I like having minus one weird because Clark Kent is a dork. He's and a dork. He's not very aware of uh, 
the uh, psychic energy around him. No matter how, no matter how powerful he is, he's still kind of a. Also, he's not good at seducing people. He's not. That's he's not that's the main thing for Hot is seduction and manipulation. And so and those the, aren't Superman. Those things. aren't Superman so I felt, things. I felt that was the right call. Yeah, you picked a really good uh, yeah. combination of stuff. So, a couple questions I have for you before we begin. All right, because this is your game, and I want yes. you to have fun. So. What era of Superman does this take place? And by that I mean, what's his relationship with Lois Lane? Are they married? Does she know he's Superman? What is the sitch? I think they're. I'm going married. They're married. I'm married. All married, right. Full married. Lois and Supes. Nice. That's good. That changes things. That's good. In a good way. Um. So this is like, uh, this is a nice kind of post-crisis. Yeah. Maybe, uh, but pre-death Superman. Yeah, yeah. They were married in pre-death, right? It's so hard to tell. I believe so. They're definitely married post-death. They are definitely much. married post-death. I'm pretty sure they get married. I'm pretty sure the marriage of Superman is before the death of Superman. Okay. Who remembers? Like, there's, there's so many. There's there, so many things. So many. It's the crises. It's the crises. That crises really... on infinite Earths just screw everything up. Well, regardless of where it lands in the particular continuity, for me, I, I think them being... I'm always pro them being married. You I, know, I, look, I think it's, me too. I think that's where they're It's scoring. a nice dynamic. Yeah. It's a really nice dynamic. Um, I think it's something that is not... Like her not knowing has some charm, mm-hmm. and her and the idea of Lois not seeing Clark Kent, and that's why she never connects mm-hmm. him to Superman. That's got some punch to it, but you know you can get that from a lot of other characters. Yeah. And so for them to be to be married and uh, have a different but still fun dynamic, yes, is really great. So we'll go with that. Yay. All right, so we begin in the Daily Planet. Of course. Clark, yourself, Mm -hmm. is, uh, you're at work, dutifully typing, Mm -hmm. as you normally do. My desk is a bit of a mess. A bit of a mess. A bit of a mess, because I've gotten there a few minutes late, and I'm, I'm flustered. You're a little flustered. Well, you're flustered for a couple reasons. Namely, Lois did not come home last night. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is not terribly unusual. She's had late nights before. Sure. She's a work, but she didn't tell you she was not coming home. That's like what's that. unusual. That's what's unusual there. If she had told me she was chasing down a lead or something, I would let her to it. But she usually tells me those things. So this is unusual. And then Perry comes in and is livid. Looks at you is like, Kate, what are you working on? Your resume? Uh, uh, typing up story, chief. Typing up a story? Is it a front page story? Because uh, Lois hasn't given me a front page story, so so I'd better have something. Where is she? I haven't seen her. I uh, can try. Uh, can give her a call if you want. Uh, um, I can give her a call, Kent. You don't think I've tried? You think I know how to use a phone? Probably wasting her time talking to too many people. Bet she's chatting up a janitor as we speak. Have, was this always talking to janitors, garbage men? Have, have you tried calling her, though, sir? I'm a busy man. 
Okay. Just thought I would, just wanted to confirm. I know how phones work, Kent. I didn't think you did, but uh, I will cover and call. So I am going to um, gather up my papers in a big pile, um, hand him the last story that I wrote. It's not a front page story. No. Clark Kent doesn't write front page stories. I mean, and sometimes he does. Sure. But I think his passion. <laughs> but he knows when they're. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he hands him like a, he hands him a real human interest yeah. story. And like, kind of like. What's this? Page six? This is page six written all over. And where's Olsen? I haven't seen Olsen all day. Uh, you know what? I'll go track him down and we will figure out where Lois is. How's that work? Why don't you just sit back at your desk, relax, uh, bet there- How can I relax? I don't have a front page! I bet there's just a, a really craft-made coffee waiting for you. And at that moment, I take a quick step back and with all of the speed endowed to me by Earth's Yellow Sun- Yes. I head exactly to Perry White's favorite coffee shop in all of the city, mm-hmm. uh, and I get him his exact order. I manage it myself, because this isn't the first time there's just been a coffee waiting for, for Perry at his desk, and I whip it up at the desk. The, the store is not, you know, the store maybe is just opened, and I'm just whoosh, in and out. Perry, I bet Jimmy has the, your perfect coffee waiting for you. You know, you know he's very good at getting your coffee ready. Why don't you just go back, relax, take a sip, take a breather. You seem a little, you seem a little tired. You might need a little bit of caffeine. I was just in my office. There's no coffee. Wait, there's no. He's very good. He's very good. I knew there was something about that boy. I've always known it. That gives you a super point. All right. Nicely done. All right, so, uh, yeah, Lois is missing. Her desk is right across the, uh, uh, right across from yours. All right. What's your plan? I think my plan is, uh... Jimmy, too. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy and Lois are gone. This might look like a job. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I'm going to take a quick jaunt to the roof. Okay. Just stand on top of that globe. Sure. Maybe just take a sit. And try to listen around some of their usual their usual haunts. You know, Crime Alley, uh, Bibbo's Docks, that sort of, you know, get a handle on the usual places. See if I can't sense a few leads. Well, uh, give me a weird roll. All right. That is an eight, seven, it's a seven. Uh... Yeah, that's a seven. So. Opening my brain on yeah. seven and nine, you will give me an impression. I will give you an impression. Oh, all right. Oh, there's trouble in River City. Oh, there's trouble in River City. Okay. <laughs> trouble in Metropolis. All right. Um, something is definitely not right. Uh, you are, you're pretty attuned to the city. You live there. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like there's something... A little darker, mm-hmm. something a little more, eh, let's say, it, deadly about sure. the city right now that you are um, not entirely comfortable. There's a uh, gives you a bit of a shiver, which okay. not a usual feeling for no. the invulnerable man of steel. Nope, that's that's a sign that I need to leap into action. So I uh, I flap I flash back down to my desk. Mm-hmm. I put up the uh, I put up the. Back in five sign. Yeah. 
Sure. Uh, it's a little paper sign. Clark Kent's not 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 the most sa- tech savvy. He doesn't know how to set up an out of office email, so it's just a little paper envelope. And uh, into the closet, out the window, and we're off. And you're off as Superman. All right. We're off to where? I am zipping around trying to spot for any sort of scenes of chaos and catastrophe. You know, I think that I think that Superman the second that he the second that he dons the cape and is out the window, he probably like scoops up a car like a car before it hits something, you know. <laughs> he sure. does a few like he does Helps a few the out of a tree. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just to get into the swing of things. Get into the groove. Absolutely. I I, I definitely think that happens. Mm-hmm. Um Completely and totally. Um, one thing you notice um, is that there is a uh, the Fifth Street Bodega, mm-hmm. um, which is not a place you've been, right? Like as a as a customer, but you know of it. You've yeah. passed it. Uh, Lois swears by it. Sure, she um, says it's the bre- best breakfast sandwich in the city. Yeah, she loves their bimbap pierogies. Mm-hmm. Um, you go there, and uh, you pass it. You're passing it. And it is decimated. Oh, no. And not only is it decimated, it is... Uh, there's a weird kind of... Uh, I mean, you don't see it with your normal vision, but with your supervision. Yeah. There's a sort of alien... Uh, we'll say radiation, but mm-hmm. it's not radiation. Right. But we're, a... we're going to say radiation in the comic book yeah. uh, way of calling something radiation that isn't. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Wrong. It is certainly radiating from mm-hmm. the thing. And it is uh, definitely extraterrestrial, definitely alien, definitely foreign in a way that you have never seen before. Okay. I'm going to uh, use my x-ray vision, use my supervision to immediately, my first priority is to make sure that no one is still in the bodega, that there's no one left in the wreckage that I am not even going to have you roll for this, because it's clearly been cleared out. Okay. There's police tape. Okay. There's no, nothing in there, but it's, uh, it's been a recent thing, but there's no one in there right now. Okay, good. That's my first priority. My second priority is to get to the bottom of exactly what this alien radiation is. And I'm going to, uh, respectfully... Step under, not fly over, step under the police tape. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to disrupt it. Sure, of course not. Uh, and try to survey the area and pick up where this radiation is coming from. What might be giving it this this aura? Uh, give me a... You're reading the situation, so give me a roll plus sharp. Okay. Yeah. That is three, four, five. That is a failure. It's a failure. So... On a five. Yeah, so, um, why do you fail this? You're Superman. Um, I think I fail this because... I mean, I have an idea if you don't have anything, but I want to leave it open to you. I think I fail this because I am trying to... I think to a certain extent I'm, I'm reading the smoke, or the fire from... I'm trying to read the fire from the smoke. Mm. I'm like picking up, figuring, picking up where these waves are coming from, where the, where I'm sensing it, but like, that's not quite the way to like find the source of the fire, right? Like I'm kind of swatting at the smoke, but there's got to be something deeper that I'm missing. I think that it's the radiation, but there's probably a deeper element that I'm missing. I'm gonna also say you were distracted. 
um, because when you walked into this, you uh, stepped on a pen. Oh. A writing pen. Oh, no. Your writing pen. Oh, no. Which means that it was Lois's writing pen, because she's always yeah. taking your pens. She's always taking my pens. <laughs> I buy your new pens every single week. They're in the, they're in the, the, they're in the cupboard. Right. And you have the red pens, and she has the blue pens. Yes. And she always takes your red pens. I should just start buying her red pens, honestly. I'm going to start buying her red pens. That's a good attitude. I'm going to get her a really nice fountain pen for her birthday. She's going to love it. So while you don't know the origins of this uh, strange radiation, you do know that Lois was here. That's always... You know, it's worrying that... It's worrying that Lois was here, but it's also a good sign that Lois was here. It means I'm on the right track. Because if because Lois has the greatest senses of any any human that I've ever met. My super senses pale in comparison to her journalistic hunches. So if she was on to something, that means this is exactly where I need to be. So I'm gonna, uh... Now I'm gonna start scanning the city a little bit more closely and see if I spot any more of these locations, any more sites of radiation, any more recent uh, catastrophes, any more, re- any more recently leveled buildings, that sort of thing. Alright, give me another weird roll. Alright. That is a five, four, that is a, that is another failure. Alright, so here's the thing, is that, yes, you do sense the radiation in the city, but it is too diffuse and also too widespread for you to pinpoint. It's like, oh, it's, this is not the only instance of this. Oh, okay then. But, um... You can't, like, pinpoint right. it's coming from here or there or anywhere. Right, um, right, right. Okay. So the whole city, the something whole city. has fallen upon the whole city. I bet uh, Lois probably knows. She probably does. She's so, she's so smart. Okay. I'm going to... You may just want to toss this out there. Check her notes see what she was up to. Mm, okay, I found a pen. I didn't know if I found a notebook. Well, yeah, but you share an office. That's true. <laughs> I do share an office. So, she's not gonna like it. But if it means that I have to try. Okay, right, yeah. Right. I'm back in the office. Uh, Clark Kent stumbling around. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you found her day planner, uh, fortunately. Great. Uh, right before... She had three interview appointments okay. uh, yesterday. Um... One with uh, a woman named Sylvia Petrusky mm-hmm. um, with the note victim next okay. to it. Um, also, um, pierogi question mark and then pierogi underlined. Okay. The next was Lex Luthor. Hmm. And then the third was um, a symbol with an I, uh, like a, as you see, not mm-hmm. the letter I, with a question mark next to it. And you know that that is um, Lois's, like, personal code for her informants. Ah, okay. Interesting. She was definitely on to something. There's no better place to start than with the likeliest suspect, Mr. Alexander Luthor. All right. So I think I find my way directly into his office. Sure. Uh, 
Are there's... you going as Clark Kent or Superman? Oh, I'm going as Superman, without a doubt. There's radiation, there's buildings being demolished. This is... This is... Might I say that this would be an excellent opportunity to gain both super and hero points for later if you go as Clark Kent. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm definitely going as Clark Kent. I don't want to tell you how to play. No, I think you're absolutely... (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. No, I think you're absolutely right. Especially considering that I am a mild-mannered reporter. It's true. Like, (laughs) this would be a really... If you want to use that move... And it gives me it gives me the great visual of Clark Kent stumbling handful of papers into into Lex's lobby, sure. talking to Mercy so, and saying, "No, can I just I need five min five minutes? You come on, please, just five minutes, with Mr. Luthor." So you go to LexCorp Tower, ah, uh, beautiful building, nice part of Metropolis, uh, right next door to a very nice French bakery. Mm-hmm. Love that place. Croissants are excellent. Uh, farther up from that is uh, Gourmet Chocolate Place. Makes you think of Lois. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so you go in. The receptionist, uh, she is having a very bad day. Uh, she has a Eiffel Tower stress toy that mm-hmm. she is squeezing to bursting. Um, she looks back at her calendar, which has these beautiful scenes of Paris on it. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like rips it off the wall and scribbles something on it. She is answering three phones at once, uh, talking about how some things are canceled, some things are now on. It's she's having the worst possible day. I uh, I reach into my pocket and uh, I reach in my pocket. I, I hang there for a second. There's an almost imperceptible blip, mm-hmm. and I stumble up and I say, "I'm." S- I, excuse me, I need to, uh, Clark Kent, Daily Planet, um, I need to speak with Mr. Luthor, I, I'm sorry, do you, this is gonna sound ridiculous, but, um, what, what, spit it out, spit it out, my wife and I, uh, vacationed in Paris, uh, we just got back from our honeymoon, and, um, I happen to have some authentic Parisian bonbons, would you happen to want one? You got these from, they're like, what, from three days ago? They're from, yeah, yeah, they're, well, they are, but they, but you, tasting them, you would think that they just came out of the oven. So, where did you get these bonbons? They came straight from the finest Parisian chocolate shop. (laughs) There is, uh, there was a chocolate, there's a chocolate shop that has just opened, the, uh, the chef takes, puts the first tray of bonbons down, looks, and there is... The exact there's uh, euros on the counter, a little bit extra. Sure. And one and one box of bonbons missing. He's like, you would, you, they're they're a few days old, but I, I I promise if you taste one, they taste just completely fresh. Take a hero point in that. She's she's like fine, whatever. She takes one, she bites into it distractedly, and then just this aura of bliss falls over her face. She's like, says into the, one, the phone that she's holding, I will call you back. Puts it down and is like, how may I help you, sir? I, um, Clark Kent, Daily Planet, um, despite the fact that he's got the name tag on his jacket. Sure. Um, I was hoping to, uh, talk to Mr. Uh, Luthor for a few moments just to ask him a few questions. There's, uh... She starts to give you a smirk and like, yeah, I'm sure everybody wants to talk to Mr. Luthor. Yeah, okay. 
Um, do you really want me to call him? I. He's gonna say no. If you could tell him that this is regarding his appointment with Mrs. Lane yesterday, um, that would be spectacular. I believe I'm just following up on a few questions regarding an interview that the two of them had together. Uh, you know, just some natural, uh, just getting some boilerplate for the, uh, the puff piece interview. Okay. It's very busy today. So she hits a button and is like, Mr. Luther, a, um, what was your name? Uh, Clark Kent, Daily Planet. A Clark Kent is here to see you. Uh, he doesn't have an appointment. And then over the speaker is like, Kent, you say? Send him on up. And she's like, um, right this way. There's the elevator. You want to take not the second, third, fourth, or fifth, but the first one, the one that uh, doesn't have any buttons. Okay. You will need this key card right. to get into it. You will need this key card to get in, out of it. And uh, it should take you right to Lexus floor. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, yeah, I, these, these bonbons are going to melt in my pocket. Just enjoy the rest of the box. Uh, have a lovely day. You do the same, Mr. Ken. And he heads into the elevator. Sure. He comes out of the elevator, and he's not full-on in Superman mode. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a different Clark Kent. Sure. He comes out, he's no longer got the bundle, like the, the handful of papers. He's arranged them into a folder. He's now standing a little more upright. Shoulders right. are a little more broad. Um, he comes out. So there's a long hallway from the elevator to Lex's office. There's no other doors. There is no other room right. on this floor but Lex's office. On the way, though, you do pass a janitor who was uh, cleaning up the carpet. And uh, then there's Lex's office. I, um, I stop and I smile and I, uh, yeah, I give a friendly smile and a warm, good morning, how are you? Oh, it's as though I'm fine. Uh, thanks for, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm very, very good. Um, Clark Kent, Daily Planet, pleasure to meet you. Ah, Daily Planet. You know Lois? I do. We, I do. We are acquaintances. She's a nice gal. Stop from blushing as I say the word acquaintances. Uh, she's she's a great great gal. Um, she uh, ever find that guy? Which guy is that? Oh, the one she was looking for. I told him her about him. I haven't. I don't know. I'm. I'm... I guess you two weren't close. <laughs> I, I guess not. But I actually am here to follow up on a few questions on an interview she had with Mister Luthor. So if you have any. Uh, comments that if you have any other uh, info about it. Oh, just that there was a guy um, who met with Luther earlier and uh, she wanted to talk to him and uh, uh, and so uh, he left his card. Uh, Luther didn't want it, of course, but just in case Luther wanted more merchandise, um, Luther t- threw it out in the trash. Guess who has to take that out, right? Of course. But uh, it was really, it was a neat card. So uh, I wanted to uh, wanted to keep it because I have a bit of a collection. Sure, absolutely. Of all the business cards that Luther throws out. Some of them are really cool looking. I got a binder I could show you back at my place. Um, I happen to have just, I, I happen to, I, you know, reporters being reporters, I've met a few people and... Have you ever seen Mayor Berkowitz's business card? Do you mean his current card or the one before the scandal? The one before the scandal. Oh, no. He had those burned. Okay. The, he had most of them burned. 
and I flip through my wallet and I pull out I pull out the card and it like it's got it's got his old number, the one that's been discontinued because of the scandal yeah, and reporters. Yeah. I say reporters, but it was Lois. Um it's and it's got his old number and it's it is actually a very beautiful business card. And I'm like, take a look at this. Oh. Oh, that's nice. That that's rare. It's yours. Uh, what? No, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I got I have no I I it, the numbers on it don't even work. I got no place for it. Well, I mean, if you're certain, I'll, I am I'll take 100% it. certain. Take a super point for that. All right. That is great. And I, I, uh, so if you, um, if you could, if you could do me a favor. Still or anything. Uh, if you could take a look at that business card in your collection. I'm not asking for it. I don't want to disrupt your collection, but mm-hmm. give, if you could, and I write down, uh, my cell number. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you could text me any information, any, you know, phone numbers, names, that sort of thing on the card. Oh. That would be tremendously. Will do. Will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have just the best day. You too. And he smiles and he walks into the door into Luthor's office and the smile kind of drops into like a cocksure grin as it's... Morning, Lex. So, Lex is in his gigantic office. Right. That overlooks the city. Um, there's, of course, the tank of sharks mm-hmm. on the side. Yep. He's there with Mercy Graves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not behind his desk. He's standing in front of it. Um. Imagining this one, this pose with the hands behind the back? Even more of a power move. He's, like, leaning against it with his hands uh, like yeah. this. Like, yep. spread out. Good, So good. you can see that, uh, he is in control. Yep. Of the situation. And he's like, Kate! Good to see ya. Always a pleasure, Lex. You know, you say that with a certain reserve, and I like your fourth witness, because it is a pleasure for me to talk to you. See, other people, other reporters, they play close to the chest. They say one thing and they write another. You can't. You never hide your disdain. I like that. I like the honesty. I like the directness. I like it because I know where I am with you. That's that's the Midwestern charm, Lex. Is that what it is? Yeah, we know how to be polite. Not nice, but polite. So, pleasure to see you, Lex. Well, I'm I'm absolutely happy to say, hear that. You know, Kent, I own every single paper in Metropolis except yours. Every single one. I have a man. You know what this man does? His sole job is to call the owner of the Daily Planet every day. And make an offer. And every day he increases that offer by $1,000. I haven't hit the right number yet. Not yet. But I will. Because <laughs> I have patience, Kent. I have a patience of a saint. And I will wait as long as it takes to get what I want. Put that in whatever you're writing. Will do, Lex. But first, I gotta ask you a few questions. Oh, by all means. I assume that you that's why you're here. It is, in fact, why I'm here. Um... You had an interview with uh, Miss Lane. No, I didn't. You had to cancel. You had to cancel. Why so? (laughs) I don't think that's relevant here. I'm a busy man. Things get canceled all the time. Mercy, how many things have I canceled today? She says it's 14. 14, Kent, and it's not even noon. It's not even noon. I'm a busy man. I had to cancel three people just to talk to you. And I very much appreciate it. One of them, who knows colleague of theirs is going to show up tomorrow and ask what uh, what the meeting was about. And I'm going to have to go through the same song and dance again. But I don't care. 
because I value the press. I value your role in our democracy. <laughs> Put that in your paper. I will. We'll do Lex, but first, if you could do me the solid reporter, reporter to entrepreneur. What were you meeting about? No clue. No clue, really. She wanted to talk to me, and I'll met with you, Kent. I was nervous about it, because unlike you, Lane is cagey. She sure is. Again, fighting the blushes. And in fact, I was looking forward to meeting with her. But I'll have you know, she canceled on me. Really? Yes. Now, why were you looking forward to meeting with her? Big news? I'm going to be honest with you, Kent. Appreciate it. She said she had something on me that was incriminating. That sounds like Lois. Indeed. Indeed. And I like to know what she's got. And now, obviously, I've had no criminal proceedings. I am clean, Kent. I am clean. If I was not clean, I would be arrested already. That's fair. You would. But I want to know who is slandering me, and I want to keep your paper, which I do not own yet. Do not own. From printing libel. Because you don't need that hassle. We don't. We're better than that. Indeed. We're the kind of paper that Superman would look at and he would buy one of our papers. Does he even have money? Where does he put it in that suit? I don't think he uses money. I don't think he has any use for it. I wonder what skeletons he's got in his closet. I wonder why no one's arrested him. I guess we'll never know. There's a lot of criminals in this town, Kent. A lot of criminals. Some of them are... Regular shoot 'em up types. Some of them are costumed yahoos. You've, you've lived here. You've seen them. I've seen them. They're criminals of all kinds, Lex. They call themselves supervillains. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the grandiosity to look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Yes, I am not just a villain. I am a supervillain." You know what? The, and you, what gets me, Kent, is they are amateurs. Are they now? Do you know where they go wrong, each and every one? Please tell me. They all want power. None of them have the slightest idea what they would do with it once they had it. Not like you. No! I know exactly what I do with the power I have. Exactly. Of course you do. So you're looking for Lane? Yes. Bet Superman could help you find her. I bet he could. Can't you, uh, call him? Does you have one of them signal watch doohickeys? Maybe an iPhone app? Uh, the iPhone app is uh, on the fritz. The signal watch is a little bit fried at the moment, but uh, I'll put out a, I'll put out an APB, and I'm sure he'll turn up. Oh, I guarantee he'll turn up. In fact, let me help you out. What's a number, Kent? Give me a number. Uh, 1938. 1938. All right. 1938. Mercy. He goes over to his desk, pulls out a checkbook, scribbles in it, and tears something off. Says, Mercy, this is a check for $19,038,000. I'm going to give this to you. All you have to do for it is jump out that window. Oh, $19 million is a lot of money. Not my idea. This is all Ken. If you don't do it, you're fired. So Mercy looks at Lex, looks at you. Gives you kind of a disdainful look. <laughs> Fair. Shrugs her shoulders, uh, opens the window, and uh, jumps right out. Clark uh, 
you can take a moment because Clark sees things happen at super speed. So yep. we can we can give this a moment for you to uh, figure out the situation. Clark, he goes, Lex, you Lex, you are and Clark jumps out the window after. He, uh, and Lex Luthor says, I did not expect that! <laughs> Jumps out, uh, is a little bit far, and just before Mercy hits the ground, because she's going to hit the ground first, flash of blue, flash of red, as the both of them are swept up, or at least it looks like, you know, there's, there's, there's a little, it's a whole, it's a whole blur, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of Clark's signature, Gray. Sure. It's all just a blur of colors as Superman swoops in, swoops in, puts Mercy, you know, Mercy is set set on, on the roof across the street. The blur, before she even gets a chance to fully process the visual that, that she's the only one in Superman's arms, the blur is gone, and Clark Kent is... Back in Lex's office is like, back in Lex's office there's a blur... I guess you were right. Um, Lex Luthor sees that you're here, sees also that Superman's not here, closes a drawer he had opened in his desk, and uh, says, Ha! Did you ask him anything? Dang it, I completely forgot. (laughs) You know how it is. uh, Absent-minded. Sure thing. Well, Hope this was an informative meeting for it's, you. I hope you understand what uh, what is capable. It, if you understand what you can do with power. It absolutely was. It was an eye-opening meeting as always. And really, always a pleasure, Lex. Indeed. Always have a lot of fun with you, Kent. And gets up and walks out. Right out the same door he came. And uh, he passes the janitor. He smiles at him, he puts in that first key card, and as soon as that doorway opens, the key card is back on the receptionist's desk, who I imagine is just is swirling in her chair. No. Oh, before I forget, give, give yourself two super points and a hero point for that whole rigmarole. Right. That was great. <laughs> I felt pretty good about it. Um, he, the, the key cards are back on the receptionist's desk. And Superman is off to have a meeting with Sylvia Petrovsky. And perhaps a pierogi. It is lunchtime. It is lunchtime. Uh, Sylvia Petrovsky is uh, a very nice uh, elderly woman. So you're coming as Superman. Yes. So she's uh, very nice. And so when you open the door to her tiny apartment, uh, she is very surprised to see Superman. She's like, oh my god, what happened? Is he dead? I'm sorry, is who dead? Oh, I was worried you're coming about my husband, June. Is he okay? Is something wrong with your husband? Well, yeah, he's in the hospital. What happened? I mean, don't you know you're Superman? Uh, I live in Metropolis, I thought you would know. Refresh my memory. (laughs) Um... You're going to have to... She is now very suspicious of okay. you. So give me a uh, give me a hot roll to kind okay. of reassure her 
that you are who you say you are. That is a, that is a failure. Wait. Six. That's seven, six, five, six, seven. I will take a partial success on that. All right. So, uh... So they need some concrete assurance that you are, in fact, Superman and that you're not up to something. Okay. Then, um... Then as I walk in, uh, I say... I say, uh, well, I see... And I read off his chart to an alarming accuracy. Almost as though I had just read it. I read off his medical chart and I say, well, I see he sustained some, some, some serious injuries, but I assure you his favorite flower, his, there's a bouquet of his favorite flowers waiting for him. Uh, no expense has been spared for a comfort package that I promise you will lift his spirits like no one else's. I take care of the people of Metropolis because they take wonderful care of me. Take a super point. All right. She's like, okay. Um, oh, just uh, how were you able to know his chart? Just uh, I went through every single chart in that hospital until I found one that. Oh, so you flashed over to the. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just, to, just check. Of course, no. I, I mean, you. there's nothing. There was no wrong answer. I was just curious. Um, well, she's like, oh, well, here. And then I knew his favorite flower because. Sure. I know. Superman knows. Superman knows. Uh, so she leads you over to the couch. On the couch is an incredibly fat cat. Mm-hmm. And she's like, shoo, muffles, make no, some no, room, make no, some no, room. No, 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 please, please. And I pick up the cat and I sit him in my lap and I pet him. Take another super point for that. And she's like, here, uh, uh, I'm t- sorry the place is such a mess. It is spotless. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, I was just, I just made some pierogies. Um, June, June always loved these. Very special bimbap pierogies. I, after I'm, after, after, uh, after we're finished here, I, I will bring, I will bring the tray over to him. They'll be there when he wakes up. You have my word. I'm Superman after all. Oh, I couldn't ask you to oh, do that, but please, it's have a pierogi. I'll have a, I will have one. I'm on the job. The rest are for June. He needs a pierogi. Take another super point for that. And uh, he says, so tell me, tell me, what, what happened to June? I see his injuries, but I don't know what happened. Oh, it was horrible. As I was just telling that nice woman from the Daily Planet. Um, it was just, it was just awful. Uh, the bodega. I don't know if you've been to it. It's the I, I saw. One. I saw. We it. do the we do the bimbap pierogies. It was in Savia at one point. Mm-hmm. That's a metropolis guilty pleasure. Anyway, um, oh, that made June's heart swell so much to be in a magazine. I always loved the glossies. Anyway, it was held up. It was very scary because. You live in Metropolis. Of course, you know, of this course. is probably not news to you. You're a bulletproof or whatever. But uh, we've been held up before. And of course. June knows what to do. And we handle these things ourselves. Because you understand that you're out there fighting um, Michigana uh, kryptonite monsters or whatever. You can't always be there for us. But honestly... When that boy pulled out that, I don't even know what it was. I mean, it was clearly some sort of gun or 
thing. I, I didn't get a good look because I was diving behind the counter. Of course, as you should it, do. It's the right thing to do. It seemed like some sort of... Are you a fan of science fiction? I've been known to read... I've been known to read a novella in my time. It's... It must be weird for you, right? Because it's like, that's your life. I can't imagine you relaxing to science fiction. You probably have, like, one of those, uh, uh, listen to something about normal people, like a, like an NPR thing, or, or maybe you read, like, uh, I don't know, some, what do normal people read? I don't know. June's into the pulps. I, well, the truth of the matter is, I love science fiction. The, the, the possibilities of what human beings can set their minds to, it continues to inspire me. Well, this looked like something out of out of a Star Wars or a Star Trek or whatever have you. It was I don't want to say death ray because that seems Of course. I it doesn't seem right. But it was this thing. And it just this beam shot out of it. So I guess it was a death because the poor boy, I mean he was trying to hold us up, and that, and he was. He may have killed June in it. That would have been. How, how old? But, tell me about this boy. How old was he? Who knows? They're all they're all babies. They're all babies. Eyes. You get to a certain age, everyone looks like they should be in diapers. I mean, how old are you? Like four? You look young. Um. What did he? What did he look like? Just some kid. Just some kid from the neighborhood. It must have been. He had a mask on, but not like. You know, I mean, like in Metropolis, some people wear masks right. and some people wear masks. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't any Batman shenanigans. Uh, but he was just, and he just lost control. Like, he didn't know how to use that weapon. It just was using him. He was flying it all around, like, and took out all of the bodega. Nearly took out muffins. Muffles. Excuse me. I call her muffins when I get upset. I understand. <laughs> Took out muffles. Poor June got the burns and stuff. The radi- They say it's radiation, but it's not radiation. I don't know. But he's all boned up. And I don't know if he's going to be able to come back to the bodega. And obviously, I don't know where we're going to get the money to rebuild. I mean, we'll, we'll get by. We always do. Uh, but, whew. Thank you so much. This has been remarkably informative. And I... Give me, um, you can choose either a sharp or a weird roll. I'm going to give you a sharp. Eight, nine, ten. The weird radiation that was all over the bodega is also all over the cat that's on your lap. Hmm. That's odd. What's that, dear? Um, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, tell me, can I ask you a, a, a question? Of course. So I happen to be good friends with, surely you're familiar with Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. I, I'm not a different. Fair. Um, I have friends at the Daily Planet, and they are always looking for... That, that nice plain woman she works yes. there. You know her? I do know her. She's very She's nice. She's very nice. She had pierogi. One of her uh, colleagues, Mr. Kent... Why don't you have a pierogi? I'll have a pierogi. These are delicious pierogi, by the way. Thank you. Um, one I have her... another batch in the kitchen. I'll Excellent. I'll bring those to June. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nosh right now. <laughs> Uh, colleague, Mr. Kent, friends with Ms. Lane, uh, runs a weekly column about the true heroes of Metropolis, and I would love to feature you and Jim. Oh, no, we could No, I insist. I no, we, what have we done that's heroic? You, we make pierogies. You stood, we, you stood we'd in the have face. a Polish-Korean Sylvia? fusion cuisine. Sylvia, Sylvia, you stood in the face of a death ray, 
and you're coming back as soon as your store is built. And uh, and he leans forward and gives like that that classic smile and wink. And I'm pretty sure it'll be rebuilt sooner than you realize, sooner than you think. Oh, that's very kind uh, of you. But honestly, it'll it'll do June good to be back in. The I'm boxes. not sure what what something in newspaper. No one reads newspapers anymore. But but if you wanted to, like after we get things rebuilt, if you wanted to stop by a few times, that would be maybe get your picture that we could put up on my, the wall. My pleasure. I mean, that would be really sweet of my you, pleasure. but you don't have to do that. Oh, I feel embarrassed. No, even no, I it insist. Up. I insist. It would be my pleasure. Listen, the only thing you could do for me in return, where did you get this lovely cat? <laughs> oh, Muffins has been here for years. She's always been the bodega cat. We love her. She's uh, she's about as old as my Georgie, I guess. Maybe even older. Did we get him before Georgie? Who remembers? Anyway, yeah, she came out of it, I think, not a scratch on it. Bless her soul, I love her so. Fascinating. Well, I'm so glad that everyone is safe, and I will be, I will be bringing these pierogies right to June, as soon as he wakes up. Uh, but in the meantime, I am going to go get to the bottom of this death ray situation. Oh, that does my heart so you good to hear. You have my word, after all, this looks like a job for Superman. Um, do yeah. you want a do you want a little baggie? I know that you don't great. have pockets. That would be great. The baggie would be great, actually. Oh. <laughs> and he's back out the window. Yep. Now I'm on the hunt for this death ray. All right. Do you, <laughs> do you do take the pierogies? I do take the pierogies too. All right. Take a hero point for that. All right. Um, and that just because you're on the radiation from his burns mm-hmm. is uh, totally the same weird. Of course. Extra of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm out hunting for. Not only radiation, but something that can emit that kind of radiation. Because sure. if I can find out where it's emitting this radiation, now I've got clues. Now I've got leads. Now I can be a reporter. <laughs> now I can. Now I can get to the bottom of the scoop. Here's a question for you. Yes. About Superman mythos that I can't answer right. as a game master. Um, does Superman Clary Clark Kent's cell phone on him when he's Superman? I believe so. Where does he keep it? I think he keeps it uh, tucked into the trunks on the outside of his pants. Like, kind of... So I've got a picture of Superman. And under the belt, basically. Like, there's a compartment in the belt that has his thing. So that he feels it vibrate. And if he feels the phone vibrate, then it is is no more flying. It is to the nearest rooftop. And then it's... uh, uh, Can't spawn! This is a text message. It's not a phone call. It is a photo of a uh, binder... Right. Several very beautiful business cards, but the one that um, catches your eye is the one that's in the far corner, clearly mm-hmm. the most recent addition to right. this binder, and that is, um, it says, um, the, init- the name on it is I, just the initial I, and then K-A-N-N, so I can, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the business is um, Under Gang Solutions. Great. And um, there is only an address, not a phone number. Okay. And that address, as you know, is uh, an abandoned warehouse down by the pier. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, well, that's my, that's my next stop. Uh, boy, all of the leads are coming up. Everything seems to be coming up Kent today. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm off to the warehouse. I guess so. So, this warehouse 
Um, you don't even have to. Uh, well, off to the warehouse. Second stop, June to the pierogies, and then off to the warehouse. That's good. That's good. Um, so you don't even have to uh, look for the radiation. Mm-hmm. It is it's pouring out of this warehouse. This is nutballs. Mm-hmm. So obviously the front door is locked, but yeah, who gives right. a crap? <laughs> I like making an entrance. Yeah, of course. Well, it's good that you did because uh, you have an audience when you come in. Excellent. Um, not only are there uh, many containers of what looks to be crazy um, alien death ray weapons. Sure. But there are four people in the warehouse. Okay. Um, one of them you recognize... As no other than Kanto, the assassin of Darkseid himself. Of course. Next to him, of course, is Kalabak, the course. son of Darkseid. And next to them, tied up and gagged, is Lois and Jimmy. So I, I burst through the door, hands on the hips. This looks like a job for Superman. And I smile directly at Lois and Jimmy. I hold the pose for maybe a half second longer than I need to. Lois but... rolls her eyes, but in a loving way. Perfect. Jimmy is super excited. <laughs> Jimmy's hopping in his chair. Yeah. And Kanto uh, is like, Honestly, I am um, a little late. That should be here sooner. Busy day. Clearly. Busy day. A lot of people to visit. A lot of, uh, a lot of hospital visits. You know how it is. Uh, Calabac starts to move forward and is like, Let me at him. And uh, Cantus says, well, you were given clear instructions. Oh, come on. Let him have a little fun. And uh, Calabac just kind of motions. And is like, he said, let me have fun. Uh, so Canto kind of gives a, hmm. And uh, Calabac is coming at you, dude. All right. I'm going to go aggro on him. Yeah, you are. Give him one solid good haymaker. Do it. That is 8, 9, 10, 11. That's 11. That is awesome. Um, a ten, on a 10 plus, they have to choose. Uh, so choose one. Force your hand and suck it up. Cave and do what this, you... This might be more of a seize by force. Oh, yeah, this is definitely force. seize by force. Yeah. So uh, on a hit, choose... Or a do something under fire. This can be either one. I'm going to say seize by force. Uh... I am going to inflict terrible harm. <laughs> All right. Uh, suffer little harm. Here's and, how this is going to work. And impress, dismay, or frighten an enemy. <laughs> Those are wonderful. Um, here's how the harm works, though. All right. Um, with explicit differences, which I will point mm-hmm. out when you get hit by them. Um... You do not take harm. Okay. You're Superman. Right, sure. Um, Lois and Jimmy will take harm. Right, absolutely. Um, so you have to watch out for right. thems. So, uh, taking, so they take a little harm. They take terrible harm. No, no. Uh, he takes terrible harm. Yeah. Kanto takes Oh, yeah, they take, a little, takes, they take a little harm. They take a little harm. So, let me just doot doot. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a because th- when you punch Calabac, he takes it, mm-hmm. but you knock him right into Jimmy. Oh, 
which is not nice. Uh, you gotta watch that. So um, I, I think the next thing. So yeah, after we resolve this, the next uh, thing we catch. Kanto is very impressed because uh, he's seen you guys fight before so many times, mm-hmm. so many times. Um, but uh, this is the first time you've like knocked it, Calabac across the room. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, but Calabac is uh, not. Calabac is uh, not. Um, he is uh, not a uh, not bothered. Okay. Um, because he is a tough son of a bitch, and because he has got armor on. Sure. Your uh, terrible harm actually doesn't do any actual okay. damage. Excellent. But he is, uh, he's a little dismayed yeah. and angry. So he's gonna get you. Oh yeah. So he is also gonna seize you by force. Um, and he's gonna just like grapple you. Right. Get you in for a big bear hug. And let's say, but before he does that, he's gonna clock you upside the head with his beta club. And that right. does hurt you. Okay. Uh, so take uh, take some damage on that. All right. And um, he's also gonna take some, uh, some wounding there. Just in this act. Because you're right. hard to fight. Yeah. You're a hard guy to fight. I was like, uh, so you've got a, you've been clocked. You got a bear hug. I am going to uh, I'm going to do what Calabac. I'm going to fight Calabac in the way that Cal that Calabac does not has not planned for by grappling me, which is that I am going to fly him into the ceiling. <laughs> oh, that is a wonderful move. Uh, that is a wonderful move. Do you would you like to use um, any of your hero points to make that an instant success? I would. I would absolutely love to do that. Fly him straight into the ceiling. That's great. And in fact, smile at him and smile at him as he's grappling me and say, good to see you, but you've forgotten one thing. Right into the ceiling. Wonderful. Um, Boom, into the girders in the warehouse Mm -hmm. and then bang onto the cement floor. Um, Still got that super armor on, Mm -hmm. so he's good. But... uh, he is clearly dazed. And then at that point, I am going to... I'm going to untie Jimmy and Lois. I'm going to get them to safety. Um, give Because this is fun for me, but this is certainly not fun for them. Give me a weird roll. Okay. That is four... I'm going to spend three fate points and get a seven. Or three super points. I'm going to spend three super points and get a seven. All right. Um, so, you... Uh, do realize that while well, you can get wait, who do you untie first? Oh, uh, Lois. All right, so you untie Lois mm-hmm. first before you get to Jimmy. Canto is behind you, um, and um, that was a success. So you see him moving at you mm-hmm. with a knife. All right, then at that moment, I am going to uh, trust Lois get to safety because she's Lois and she's incredible. Um, and then I am going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, grab Jimmy, still in the chair, 
and fly past Kanto, mm-hmm. carrying him to safety and telling him, like, I'll untie you in a moment. There's a little bit going on. All right. Let's see. It's an eight. Yeah. So, um, Kanto doesn't even throw the knife. He just kind of lets go of it. Mm-hmm. And it limp, leaps from his hand and rockets mm-hmm. toward you, holding Jimmy. Um, and it totally lands right in your side, mm-hmm. um, which is unusual for an invulnerable person such as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, should I take some harm? You that? should take some harm. All right. I am at six o'clock. Oh. I would, in fact, say... Uh, yeah, you're, you're not shattered yet. That's ridiculous. So yeah, take that harm. All right. Uh, so he comes out, so you fall down, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, having been just stabbed. Yep. <laughs> not a great feeling. Not a great feeling. So he comes over to gloat as is his way. Mm-hmm. And there's not even someone as powerful as yourself can resist, uh, the hunger of the mother knife. Oh, no, I don't like the sound of the mother knife. Some people have mother boxes. Kanto's got a mother knife. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> ding, no, ding, that, ding. that checks out. <laughs> that tracks. Uh, and he snaps his fingers and it wrenches out of you into his hand again. Um, Pinging as it goes. Of course. Uh, with that, I am going to... Uh, I'm going to smile and I'm going to say, It's a neat trick. Here's one of mine. Eye beams right at him. Oh, nice. So that's an... Um, give me just a hard roll. Okay. That's definitely a hard move. Uh, I don't know if that's aggro or seized by force, but that's a hard... Uh, that's going to be in 9, 10, 11, 12. Excellent. So yeah, you melt that thing down to slag uh-huh. right in his hand. Um, and he starts screaming because that's hot metal. Yep. He's wearing gloves, but they're not that good. Yep. And then I'm going to... Uh, with him... With his, with his mother knife melted, I'm going to turn my heat vision on Calabac's armor. Okay. Um, yeah, or you can use... Uh, I'm just going to hear a point and just melt that armor away. Sure. Straps go... The armor's invulnerable. The straps are not. Yep. yep. Of course. So, armor is gone. That's that Apocalyptian uh, craftsmanship for you. Always cutting corners. They're, they have so much more potential. Uh, so, Calabac is going to come at you one more time. Because uh, mm-hmm. he is angry that, I mean, his dad gave him that. Right, of course. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good. So that's an 11. So he's going to knock you flat with that beta club mm-hmm. stick one more harm. All right. And uh, now I'm not holding back as much. Now, now I'm going to give him... And I'm like, well, the first one, I kind of thought the first one was going to solve it, but uh, <laughs> I got to give you one more right across the jaw. I'm just going to spend a hero point on that. Yeah. Spend my third hero point. Oh, man. So you pound him into the pavement. Mm-hmm. That is boom, slammed down. And just as when you're about to give him another one for good measure, a... Blue gloved hand grabs yours mm-hmm. and says in a very gravelly voice that I'm not even going to attempt. All right. Just imagine. Enough. I was wondering when you would show up. I don't normally like to get involved. This is Dark Side, obviously. Of course. 
Not at this stage. It appears, um, well, it appears that I have misjudged who needed to be in charge of this operation. I think you misjudged. I think the thing that you misjudge, as you always misjudge, is that if you intend on doing anything on my world, in my city, you're going to have to kill me first. I have so many other useful plans for you that do not involve your corpse. But I also have ones that do involve your corpse. The time for choosing which one is not today. However, and then the Omega Beams come out, Mm -hmm. and Kanto is now dust. Yep. And he picks up Calabac and says, Another time, Cryptodium. Another time. And uh, I look forward to it. <laughs> the boom tube opens, and he, uh, carrying his poor, misshapen ape boy in his arms, mm-hmm. walks back to Apocalypse mm-hmm. and says, As do I. I'm standing, uh, clutching the wound in my side, kind of muttering to myself, That hurt! <laughs> wow! Some people just go through this. Whew, okay. And, uh... Once the boom tube closes, um, it's already starting to heal. So you're... Yep. And I, uh... Whew, I did not need to see dark side today. I, uh... <laughs> I turn my heat vision on any of... On all of these crates of death ray weapons, and I... I savor the opportunity to melt these into scrap. Good job. You totally do it. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, I think there's absolutely a moment where, like, Lois and Jimmy are kind of, like, behind me. Because I think Lois is untied Jimmy at this point. Yeah, He's probably yeah. fine with that. Um, there's probably a moment where they're behind me and I'm just, like, melting it down. And I have to have a hand on the shoulder. Sure. And, and Lois says, uh, do you need a room? <sighs> I'm okay. <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> Took you long enough. <laughs> it was a busy day. I had a lot of stops to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thai food's in the fridge. I just kind of, I figure it'll reheat fine. Um, Jimmy, have you eaten? Oh, I'm always down to eat. Great. You know me, Clark. Great, because I oh, made... Wait. Jimmy doesn't know. So, you know me, Superman. <laughs> I'm always down to eat. So, uh, you know, you know Clark. He, I'm, he made too much Thai food. So, uh, if you had a- Ah, shucks, I couldn't eat Clark's Thai food. I'll just grab a big boy burger on the way out. Okay, but the offer stands. If you- he- I'm sure he'd be okay with it. And he gives a smile to Lois, who I imagine is not thrilled about the- about the invitation to Jimmy, but... She's, under her breath, she says, you know he can eat like a horse. I really did make too much of it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm gonna- uh, I guess it's not so bad, but I'm gonna, uh... I guess nurse. What do you? What do you do? What is? What is? What does one do? What, oh, it's fine. It's, it's healed. Everybody, it's healed. I'm okay. Yeah, you should uh, go get your mom to fix that uniform. I should. That sounds like a great idea. I haven't been home in a while. Like, I. Yep, that's where I'm going. I'll be. I'll be right back. And she leans, he leans into Lois. He leans into Lois. I will be like an hour if you just want to go. You want to start up the oven? I'll be back. And he's out the door, the out the hole that he burst, and he's off to Kansas to get his thing. And uh, there, I think. Well, 
What is that, is that? That's that's the all right. Because yeah, no, I got a great good, ending. Because I got a good epilogue, which yeah, is let's hear uh, it. The epilogue, which is that uh, I'm going to say one week later, there is uh, a photo shoot with Superman at the at the Six Street Bodega. It's been freshly rebuilt. Uh, there's a tiny little Superman S that he's carved into the into the corner of it. But uh, yeah, he and then he's happily standing there for a little bit too long. Like, yep, happy to be here. Holding the cat. Yep, petting the cat. And that's uh, that's that's our closing shot. Aww. Is just happily there. At the bodega. As uh, Sylvia tries to give you yet another pierogi. They are delicious pierogies. And that's game. It's extra kimchi. That's what makes them. It's good. It's a good solid plan. Oh, that'd be good and spicy. It'd be really good. Yeah. Jared, thank you so much for coming and playing the oh, Superman game. This was great. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, this was an absolute blast. Oh. What a... I'm so... This turned out... If, if this was everything that I hoped it would be <laughs> when I gave you this... Oh, good. ...difficult oh, good. request. This was awesome. Because it was not until after I made up the game that I realized that you had been on another podcast talking about your love of Superman. It's like, oh, I should have listened to that first. You, you you hit on everything that I like about Superman. Well, and that's the thing is and I listened to it this afternoon and I was like, oh, now I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, good. You hit on all the good points. Um, so real quick, before people wrap, before, hold on, words. Before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? Oh, sure. I mean, jaredaxelrod.com is the uh, the main hub, but I'm on Twitter at Planet X. Um, and then there's links to everything else on, again, jaredaxelrod.com. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram's Planet X, too. Uh, it's mainly pictures of my baby, but, you know. They're good pictures. They're good pictures. They're She's good very pictures. cute. She's very. She's a very cute baby. Um and and my outfits, which you know, if also you're interested in how I dress, you'll find many many uh, images. Excellent. Well, I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. He's so good. He's very good. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Jared for coming onto the show. Seriously, when I decided that I wanted to play a Superman game for the 100th episode, there was no one else that I wanted in that GM's chair, so I am so happy that it worked out that we got to play this game this week for this episode. So seriously, thank you so much. Be sure to check out jaredaxelrod.com for links to The Voice of Free Planet X, Frankenstein's support group for Misunderstood Monsters, and all of the other amazing projects Jared is working on, because they're all amazing. You should also absolutely follow her on Twitter, at PlanetX. Then while you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Party of One Pod. Then you can slide over to Facebook and like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you really enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, giving us a social media shout-out or a word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. All of those things help us find new listeners, which lead to bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon backers get access to bonus material, mini podcasts and interviews, and Patreon dollars help pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, and convention appearances. Speaking of convention appearances, I'm going to be at a lot of them in the month of November. Uh, specifically, the first weekend of November, I will be at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey. The second weekend, I'm going to be at a catacomb in Dayton, Ohio. And the third weekend, I'm going to be back home in Philadelphia for PAX Unplugged. Track me down at any of those shows and say, hey, I'd love to meet you. If you want to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game children. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. And if you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to talk to me about Superman, because I always want to talk about Superman. 
You can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. Finally, before we wrap up, I just wanted to say thank you. You know, it's not just our 100th episode. It's two days from now, from the day this episode drops on October 26, 2017, is also our two-year anniversary. So thank you for being a part of this two-year, 100-episode, wild, weird ride that Party of One has been. Thank you for hanging out with me and chatting with me and saying nice things about the show on Twitter. Thank you for coming onto the show and playing games with me and introducing me to games that I've never heard of and, and new experiences and games. Thank you for taking the time to listen and hang out with me for an hour a week. Thank you for everything. You know, this show is really special to me. I'd, I'd do it if no one was listening, but the fact that people listen sometimes makes it okay. It makes it a lot better. <sighs> so thank you for listening. Remember... To do good unto others, such that every person can be a Superman. Remember that it's never as bad as it seems, and that you're so much stronger than you think you are. Trust me. And in closing, remember that this is an imaginary story, but then again, aren't they all? <laughs>